Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. What look like it just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because now. Now we bring out our buddy Nick Hamilton. Richard Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. Making this film, I got to protect Ingenue Ellis, who was one of the most, the strongest, most delicate people I've ever met. I got to protect Sanaya and Demi, the two actresses that played Venus and Serena. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. Now I know to do what we do, you gotta be able to take abuse, you gotta be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you gotta be able to have people disrespecting you. And you gotta smile and you gotta pretend like that's okay. But Richard Williams, and what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. That was Will Smith acceptance speech at the Oscars on Sunday night, courtesy of ABC. Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend. We all know it was a very eventful one, and hopefully you have a great start to the brand new week. We have a lot to talk about on this episode. Of course, we're going to get into the Oscars. Of course, the Will Smith slap heard around the world and seen around the world. Also, we'll get into the NBA, what's going on with the Lakers, what's going on in the Eastern Conference with the Sixers, the Miami Heat, so forth and so on. And we'll get into what's next going on in the world of entertainment when it comes to the Oscars moving forward. All that and more 
here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. Now, what I need you to do is go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. And also check us out at nightcastmedia.com, your gateway to sports, pop culture, tech, entertainment, all rolled into one. Now, of course, I could not do this show without the producer extraordinaire, the man who produces to the stars, and Will Smith's biggest hater of them all, <laughs> the one and only Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, his government name. Now, you know, first and foremost, we talked about some of this last night. Oh, we did. And for those of you that may be listening for the very first time, <laughs> Big Brother Jake is the the biggest Will Smith hater I've ever met in my entire life. With reason. And I love this brother. Don't with, get me wrong. With reason. I love this brother. He's, 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 he's a really, really... He's a really, really good friend of mine, great friend of mine, I should say. Yes. <laughs> and he produces this fine program that you all are tuning your ears into. Now, we all know about the slap that was heard around the world. But in case some of you may have missed it, here's what happened and what led up to the slap between Will Smith and Chris Rock, who was actually presenting an award. Take a listen. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> this, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Nick Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can go, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Now, I'm going to unpack a few things when it comes to Will Smith. And here are some of the things that I took away from this situation. One, we all know everybody wants to use comedic genius or comedic episodes when it comes to comedians being on stage and telling jokes and singling out people. We know that's the nature of the business, right? And Chris Rock is one of the great comedians of our time. No question. Not taking anything away from him. But Chris Rock, like some comedians have crossed the line. There are certain things you don't joke about. There are certain things that you do joke about. I do believe if Chris Rock would have joked about the entanglement issue or talked about Will Smith doing I Am Legend 2, he probably would have just gave him the middle finger and told him to, you know, and laughed it off. But if you talk about a man's wife, and here's why I say there are two Americas. Because I listen to the stuff on social media, or watched, I should say. I listen to stuff on radio, television. And I notice how some of Caucasian people have a different reaction to some black people. And some Caucasian people may not take offense to their wife getting roasted. Some may. The ones I've heard wouldn't take offense to it. Wouldn't take offense if their mama got roasted. See, two things you don't do with a black man. One, talk about his mama. Don't care who it is. Two, don't talk about his woman or his wife, the woman that he holds in high regard. 
to some degree, whether you think he does or not. Remember President Obama came out when they talked about Michelle Obama? And remember the calm, cool, collective President Obama, the very astute and intellectual President Obama that we've all known to come and love? Well, that Southside Chicago came out one time in President Obama and he said, hey, you talk about me, but leave my woman alone. Don't talk about my kids, don't talk about my woman. That's that Southside Chicago coming out of President Obama. As astute and as intellectual as President Obama is, he's still a man. He's still a brother. Will Smith had enough. Now, this dates back. That situation between him and Chris Rock dates back to 2016 because Chris Rock has been cracking on Will Smith and Jada for years, but never to this degree. And correct me if I'm wrong. Will uh, Jada Pinkett Smith came out, I believe, in 2019 on her Red Table Talk and talked about the fact that she had alopecia, something that a lot of women suffer from, which is very... Some women have even gone into depressions because their hair loss and the, the fact that their hair has not grown back. And, it, and it's a very sensitive subject, almost as sensitive as women with their weight. So that's understandable. And Jada Pinkett came out and said, Hey, I have alopecia. This is why my hair has been the way it's been. This is why I've kept it short. And it was a very sensitive topic for her. Now, you could joke about the entanglement. Hell, we all have. Jake and I have on this show. We talked about the entanglement. It was very funny, okay? Um, I'm sure they don't think it was funny, because they, they but they put their life on Front Street. This is what happens. But there's certain lines that you don't cross, invisible lines that you don't cross and Chris Rock on Sunday night crossed that line making fun of a serious health condition that 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 plagued Jada Pika Smith when it came to her hair again a lot of women go through that some far worse so to me it was in bad taste and yes Will was seen smiling but if you being in the building because I was at the Oscars okay Shout out to your man, because I was at the Oscars. And what we saw on that screen, Jada looked like she was not in, in, entertained. She was not having it. And Will looked over, because I don't know what the camera saw on television, because, again, we, we're in the building, so you can only see so much. He looked over to his left, which she was sitting to his left. That's when it changed. And... Chris Rock kind of kept going a little bit. That's when he charged the stage, gave him the Will Smith, as we call the victory slap, and sat down and told him keep his wife's name out of his effing mouth, as you heard earlier. I didn't have a problem with it. Some men ain't really defending their wife to that degree. Now, some of y'all may say, oh, well, how come you didn't say that when August did what he did? Well, where's August now? Because like I told y'all before in this program, once August let the cat out the bag, his career and his his presence was done for. We ain't seen August since. He been on he been a, he been on a milk carton since. Have you seen August? If so, call this number here. Cuz we ain't seen August. We ain't his career is in the toilet. It's flushed out the sea somewhere. The power of Will Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Remember when Will Smith smacked a reporter for trying to kiss him on the red carpet overseas? Did he slap him up that time too? So Will's a professional slapper. 
But see, the, the Calabasas, Willie Llama, went out the window. Willie from Philly was in the building. The ghost of King Richard was in the building. And I don't blame him one bit. I don't blame him at all. Because, listen, you talk about my wife or my woman's health condition, now you could clown her about her dress, you could clown her about a red table talk show, whatever. You start clowning her about a health condition, homie, we going to have an issue. And Chris Rock could have easily retaliated. And, it could, and, and the Oscars could have became the source awards. But Chris Rock sold restraint. And trust me, I'm sure there were some talks backstage because when the when the TV cameras cut off, Tyler Perry was, was talking to him. Denzel Washington talked to him. Bradley Cooper was talking to him. A lot of people say, well, why is everybody consoling Will? Because everybody knew that Chris Rock crossed the line. That's why they didn't ask about Chris Rock. That's why nobody was act, act at least show concern at that moment about Chris Rock, even though Chris Rock had been assaulted because he opened up his mouth and, and crossed the line. And congratulations to Will Smith for winning the Oscar. It was well-deserved. King Richard was a fantastic film. He embodied that role. To me, I thought he should have won it for Ali, but we all know the, the politics and the consequences behind that. But fortunately, he was able to win for King Richard, his very first Oscar. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. I know Jake, the, the, the diabolical hater that Jake is for Will Smith, I'm going to start calling him Jake See, Bayless. You, you got, uh, oh, okay. First, that's crossing the line. I, I'm about to walk on the stage right now. I, Let me did, tell did you that. Did you Chris Rock me right there. <laughs> Never compare me to that man ever in life. Keep my name out your mother-loving mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, my God. This is the greatest, this is the greatest, show, this is the greatest <laughs> moment in radio I just did. Wow. They just verbally slapped me my, on radio. My hate for Will Smith has nothing to do with anything. And you're going to be surprised on how I feel about it. We'll, we'll get to that when you're ready. But there are certain. Okay, here's the thing. No, no, I mean, I mean I'm saying, go say what you're going to say. Right. Counter what you say, you're going to counter this, what I just this said. Is, all right, this is what I say. I don't have a problem whatsoever with what Will Smith did. 100% don't have a problem. I have a problem how he handled it, and where he handled it. I would have ran that fade backstage because if he's from Philly, you know, whatever, this is what you do. This is where I'd be scared if I'm Chris Rock. If I'm sitting there, and okay, he's talking about my wife, all right, all right, mother effer, and I get up out my seat and walk out. I'm going to do what, you know, uh, Rick Fox did to Doug Christie, you know, and hide behind the curtain, <laughs> and, and I'll smack him like that right there. He handled it wrong. He's, not, he's justified for his anger because I've had somebody when I was married talk bad about my wife, a friend of mine, and I checked him, but I didn't check him to where I had to show my manhood, and my wife wasn't even there, but I was like, all right, we're running the fade in this, in this uh, fan room for two minutes. If you can get out in two minutes, good luck. He should have took it backstage, took it to the street, should not have done that, and I know... Like, we, we talked about this. Oh, you know, his career, it ain't over. He's going to be fine. He may be fine, but this is what happened. It's two brothers, two black men that are prominent, that people look up to. And Will Smith, what he did as a black man to another black man, I didn't like it. Because now everybody's talking about 
they shouldn't let black people at the awards. And that's going to happen. You know that's going to happen, number one. Number two, Mm -hmm. he screwed over Questlove. Questlove had a, a historical moment, and it was already marred by what just happened, okay? What we saw was assault, bro. Run that fade backstage. Don't do it in front of everybody. But but, but here's the, okay. Let me st- let me let me stop you right there because I I again two Americans. We know what what, what those who don't look like us will say. They're of gonna course. find any and every excuse exactly. to do it. Fine. Now the black on black thing. Here's the thing. I have a problem with that because for every action there's a reaction. Because correct me if I'm wrong. Did Chris Rock not produce a direct a film called Good Hit? Absolutely, he did. So you know the you know and understood doing your research along with your staff and your team to compo- to compose and, and produce that movie. Yes, you know the seriousness, especially in our community, in our community with yes. our women when it comes to to alopecia, whether it's from a man or and and now more so because I have a relative, my mom's cousin is suffering from alopecia. She's right. very very she's more she won't even she barely goes out no i hear you if she doesn't have a hat or a wig that looks decent she will not go out right that's how bad it is right right okay she's not as bad as jada pinkett smith Uh obviously she's not in the public eye like jada pinkett smith right but she doesn't hardly go out okay so you knew you crossed the line when you said the gi jane joke absolutely because we all knew what that reference and so you crossed the because if again had you not said that joke, would Will Smith would have got up there and slapped the, the bejesus out of you? No, he would not have. Because there would have been no reason to. Even if you clowned his career, even if you talked about Wild Wild West, even if you talked about I Am Legend 2 versus the, the original I Am Legend, because right. a lot of people didn't like that film. Right. People clowned it. Even if you talked about Jada's dress, you talked about the Red Table Talk, how it's, it's a whatever, whatever, right? That wouldn't have been an like I said, Will Porter probably flipped you off, laughed and waved you off, and went about his business. But when you cross the line, okay, and people forget, we all look at the Will Smith as the Willie Lama. He's always this positive guy, this very high energy, very you know outworking kind of guy. He's you know the 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 guy that's not the gangster, of course, right? The guy that's not hardcore, or at least how he is perceived as not being hardcore. Not taking anything away from Will Smith's he manner. He created that Smith... image, though. He created that image himself. Right, but what I'm but what I'm saying is, people take that as gospel. People forget that these actors, these actresses, these entertainers are human. Absolutely, beings. no, I get that. these people forget that, and so Will had a moment, whether you agree with it or not. Will had a moment, and that's why I said I stand with Will Smith because if you talked about my woman like that. I don't know how I would react. A lot of people could talk about woulda, coulda, shoulda. But until you're in that position, as you elocuted earlier about the position that you were personally in when your wife wasn't even there and how you handled it, that's because you handled it in that moment. Now I, I took it out of an element where there was people, though. Right, but that's how Will you handled it that. at that moment. Did, no, no. What I'm, ahead, what I'm saying ahead. is you handled it at that moment. But had you sat there and the dude, let's say the dude said a particular curse word that we all yeah. know that's very offensive. And if you and let's say you you slapped him, or let's say you grabbed him up and slammed him up against a wall. You would have been every right to do that because he disrespected at the time, he disrespected your wife. And, and, and so hear, to hear me out. I'm not against what he did. I'm against how he handled it. 
That's but all see, I'm that's saying. where we differ. But that's where we differ. I don't have a problem how he handled it because you sometimes you got to make an example out of people to let the other five hundred idiotic it imbeciles know, dude. I'm not the one to be played with when it comes to my wife and my family. Sometimes you got to make an example. Sometimes you got to should night people, as we say, to get the message across. Because some people don't understand that. Oh, well, we'll be diplomatic and handle it backstage. Oh, no. Not a hell, we'll handle it back. You just say it backstage. You- See, that's like people say. But that's like people say. Oh man, I apologize to him behind the scene. No, no asshole. You said it in public. You apologize in public. You did it in public. You suffered the consequences. You know, I in public. get that. I get that. But he would have had the same effect. If if I'm Chris Rock and I see this dude getting up and leaving his chair and like running away, I already know something's gonna happen to me. He could have the same effect of oh damn, this dude is for real. He he's coming back here, and have him fearing for his life the same way. That's what I'm saying. Yes, the, I am. I'm proud of him for winning a, a best actor award. I personally think he didn't think he was gonna win because he wouldn't have did that. He wouldn't have did that. That's just my opinion. I think he. I, I don't think, think he's gonna think win. He I think he, I think he, I think he thought he was going to win. I think he had a great chance because he had racked up awards leading. And usually, when you rack up certain awards leading up to the Oscars, you have a high probability of winning that, you know, winning that award in the category but, that you're in. But, but my other problem, but my other problem with this also is, you know, he uses the quote from Denzel. Number one, I saw when they panned to Denzel. Denzel looked like, man, don't put me in this. That's how it looked to me. That's how it looked to me. The number two. Yeah, but that wasn't the case. I'm uh, just telling you, that wasn't the case. I I don't know. I don't know. I I, I will dis. Uh, I will. Because see, the ca- see, well, see, you guys only got a chance to see a small. Like I said, there are different screens in that building. I, I so see. I don't know. I don't. I didn't know what was being shown until I got home and watched the actual. Stuff. I saw the huddle. I saw the huddle on camera. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking about when they because they had the they had one of the cameras panned on Denzel longer than what the TV cameras were. So that's what I'm saying. I didn't know how long the TV kept because Denzel was nodding his head like. Okay, he but on the me, TV yeah. feed, watching from home because I knew you were in the building. Right, they, right, right, right. They nobody could see what I'm looking, but he had to look like. Like, bro, don't okay. stop. No, no, I, I, no so, I hear you on that. I'm just so, giving so context that, to what right, you're saying. I get it. So me at home watching it's like, man, Denzel don't want nothing to do with it. But here's my other problem. Here's my other problem. You know, again, you, I, I, I am 100% for Will Smith. Hate, her, hate him, don't hate him, whatever. But then he uses the quote from Denzel, the devil's going to creep in at your highest. No, 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 no. It's called restraint. It's called restraint. It, we can't every single time somebody says something bad about us just go up and smack them up. It's just not the way it should be. I get it. I get it. You know, whether you're from the hood, from the burbs, all that stuff. But there's a way to handle things, man. And, and, and if uh, if Jada was a real woman, and I'm going to say it like this, and I'm going to catch hell for this, she would have been like, nah, Will, chill out on that. We'll get it later. But, but you talk about restraint. Jay. Yes. The man showed restraint for five years. The man has been cracked on by Chris Rock for five years. And the man showed restraint. The man <laughs> never said anything. To, they even tried to bait Will Smith to say something against Chris to start some type of feud. Will Smith didn't take the bait for years. Everybody has a breaking point. I think people I forget agree. that. Everybody has a breaking point. Dude, if you cracked on me or talked bad about me for years, I don't know if I would last five or six years without saying or doing anything. That's just me. Uh, it, and as I move <laughs> up the ladder, as I move up the ladder in this particular genre that we are in, okay, I'm learning more and more how to disseminate getting things out there better. 
I'm learning more how to let it wash off me like water off a duck's back. I'm learning more how to be more diplomatic when it comes to things. But I'm still a human being. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still the same kid that was, raised, that was that was raised in Carson, moved to L.A. Inglewood, and dealt with L.A. politics for years. Of course, okay, still do. Of course, I'm the same. I'm the same brother that's from the Crenshaw District, Inglewood area. I'm the same brother that was back and forth in my teenage years from L.A. to the east side of Long Beach, where my cousins and where my family was pretty much raised from the 1950s on to current. Okay, so I'm the same dude that picked up certain things. I wasn't raised in the suburbs. I wasn't raised in areas, and that's no excuse for my. I'm about to say that's not because I grew up in the hood too, but, man. I mean, but, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, my point is that there's always going to be a certain particular element that you're gonna. It's always going to be that element where you're like, "Look, man, enough is enough." Okay, and Will had enough. Now, the real thing, the props I will give Chris Rock is the fact that he didn't press charges. You know, Absolutely, he tried to encourage him to press charges. He knows the bigger picture. Like, dude, if I press charges on this man. It's going to cause a bigger yep. spectacle than what it was. Yep. Two, people are talking about because the academy came out with a statement that said they don't condone violence at their at their programs, which they don't. It's a code of conduct, and that there's talk of Will Smith possibly losing his Oscar because he violated, possibly violated the code of conduct, which I think is absolutely bogus. That to me is a bunch of BS because you can't erase the fact that, that this man won an Oscar for his role. In portraying in a film, and I think that's really Reggie Bush like to try to even talk about try to take this man's Oscar because I know damn well Will ain't going to give it up no, willingly no, if they try. That's the Oscars covering their ass for not protecting Chris Rock. That's what oh, that course. is. That's what that is. Because, well, because here's the thing: that's never happened before. Ever that has never been a situation, and it won't again. Now people say, "Oh, nobody's going to cancel Will Smith." If you notice, after that incident happened. When he was announced as the winner, everybody got up and clapped for Will Smith, which showed me that they still love this dude. This dude is still respected in the, in the entertainment community and the fact that his man is still a moneymaker and a major power player. So you're not going to cancel Will Smith. It is stupid for people like Stephen A. Smith and other people that have come out and said, oh, man, I, I, I. He 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 messed it up for Will Packer. He didn't mess up crap for Will Packer. No, he not, what, what no, happened? He didn't. What happened was Will Packer. First of all, props to Will Packer for producing yes. a, a, a fantastic, outstanding show. Props to Will Packer for that. Props to 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 Christine Simmons, who is the COO of the Academy, a black woman right. who is continuing to push and open doors. I got to give her her props as well. Uh, props to the host, Amy Schumer. Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, who were absolutely incredible. They were funny. They were entertaining. Wanda Sykes, that that Richard, that King Richard role, that that, that skit that she did was absolutely funny. I thought she was hilarious. Uh, I love the fact uh, 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 of Megan Thee Stallion being out there performing uh, for the what was it called? Encanto. I apologize. Encanto. Yeah, Encanto. I'm sorry. We don't talk about Bruno. It's a hit. My kids uh, watch it all the time, man. I get it. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean to mispronounce that. The film was, it was a well, I'm here for it, baby. Film. I got you. <laughs> and also, uh, Queen of Basketball. Congratulations yes. to Queen of Basketball for winning that 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 film about Lucy Harris and her journey. Uh, and executive producer uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Steph Curry uh, for helping getting that 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 one out there. But listen, all in all, 
Will Smith will be fine. Chris Rock will be fine. Matter of fact, Chris Rock is on tour, and the next three tour dates are completely sold out. That gives you any indication of how he to sell no, Chris he, Rock. He has new material now. <laughs> Way new material. And, and, and anticipation, more anticipated than the McRib coming back in McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into some NBA talk. What's going on with the Lakers? Should we stick a fork in them? Or should we pull the plug? Either way, what's going on with the Los Angeles Clippers as well as the Philadelphia 76ers and the rest of the Eastern Conference? How in the hell are the playoffs going to shape out? You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me 
don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word one, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. All right, y'all, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me up on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. And also check me out. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash TV. Got some new content coming this week, so make sure you check it out. We are live here at Spring Training here in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, I was at the Oscars on Sunday. And yes, I flew out on a Monday and got to Arizona just in time to check out what the Dodgers and Angels and a few other teams are going to be looking like this coming season. So I'll be talking about that next week, so make sure you tune in to next week's show. But right now, I got your ears and your eyeballs glued and your eardrums listening. Make sure you, you check us out right here, right now. Now, the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, they have been on life support for quite a while. On Sunday, they lost, they blew a 25-point lead to the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center. You lost to a dude, you lost to a group of, of, of basketball players that play in a smoothie center. They was juiced up, and rightfully so, because they are competing for a spot in the Western Conference playoffs. And now, even though LeBron James has rolled his ankle, which was really bad. Um, I don't know if he's going to play in the next game. I'm sure that he's going to get around the clock treatment. But it just see, like I told you guys before, the nagging injuries as LeBron James gets older and breaks down are going to be very severe. This team is also without Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook has been playing like crap majority of the season. The 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 elder statesman. The, the, the Trevor Reeses, the Carmelo Anthony's have been ridiculously inconsistent. Malik Monk has been inconsistent at times. Turnover Hart and Tucker has been not the THT that we've known and loved when he was with Alex Caruso. This team has been Frank Vogel's substitutions have been remarkably questionable to be nice. I'm still surprised his key car continues to work at the L.A. Lakers training facility. This team is a debacle. It's time to pull the plug. Book your tickets to Cancun now. Save yourselves the embarrassment. Save yourselves, at least have some dignity, or at least what's left of dignity, because this team is trash. I spoke to Norm Nixon uh, Sunday night. I was at this Oscar party. Shout out to your man, because damn it, I'm dope, and God is good. That's right, I said it. Anyway, I talked to Norm Nixon, and Norm, I, and I had to agree with Norm Nixon. He's like, "Look, I just think they need to just just torch the whole thing, just blow the whole thing up, and start fresh." 
you got to start building through the draft. You got to start. Yes, you can you can acquire free agents, but you got to be willing to have something for free agents to be accustomed to and to be to warm their appetites and to wet their palates. And he's absolutely right. You've got to start building this team through the draft. I know they're trying to hold on for dear life, like your grandma holding on for a miracle at church for that 2027 first round pick. But guess what? It's not going to happen. Okay? It's not going to happen. You're going to have to be able to sacrifice that pick at some point. You're stuck with Russell Westbrook. You're stuck with LeBron James for another year. You're stuck with Anthony Davis for another four. And Lord knows he sits down the wrong way. He's going to get injured, unfortunately. That's just how it goes for Anthony Davis. I don't know why the hell they're trying to bring back Anthony Davis as if that's going to provide some type of miracle boost, like it's miracle growing the flower bed. I mean, it doesn't make sense at all. You're going to expect this guy who hasn't played majority, a good portion of the season to come back and try to save your season, even though you're stuck now in the 10th seed and you're a game away from the, from the San Antonio Spurs, who are the 11th, and you guys go on a losing skid. You guys will be interchanging places where you'll be looking outside. Like I saw some people on Sunday night trying to get into the club, trying to bang on the door, talking about open, 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 getting in. You don't look the Lakers look like the people that's trying to get into the, the Oscar party, the post Oscar party, where everybody while we all look inside looking in at them. That's the San Antonio Spurs. They're in the club. The Lakers are outside the club trying to get in because their name ain't on the list. And that team looks bad. Team looks really bad. And it's time for the organization to find a direction. They need to find an identity. The Lakers are to me outside of LeBron James, what is really their identity? Besides controversy. Because I, I don't see an identity here. LeBron James had an MVP type of season this year. Should he be in the conversation? Absolutely. His team stinks. They're in the toilet. So that eradicates him from the convers- from, from contention. You look at Phoenix, what they've done without Chris Paul. Devin Booker? I agree with John Morant. Devin Booker needs to be in the MVP conversation. I'm not saying he should win the MVP, but he damn sure needs to be in the conversation. Joel Embiid is probably going to win the MVP, and rightfully so. Joel Embiid is the most polarizing figure the Sixers have had since Charles Barkley. Oh, excuse me, Allen Iverson. I apologize, AI. My sincerest apologies. I love AI. That's my guy. AI changed the game. Since Allen Iverson, he's been the most polarizing figure the 76ers have had. He came in here and did a SoCal sweep last week. Beat up on the Lakers. Beat the brakes off the Clippers. Gave them an ass whooping of epic proportion. And you mean to tell me that Joel Embiid shouldn't be MVP? And it's, it's a neck and neck race? It's stacked like Rush Hour on the 405? And if you look at the Eastern Conference, yes, the Celtics are currently the top dog in the East, which is not surprising. They've been playing some quiet, good basketball. They've been playing some really focused, solid basketball. So props to the Celtics for that. But you still have the Miami Heat. You have the Milwaukee Bucks who need to find defense quick, fast, and in a hurry. Like past the pop-off, be selling that miracle water on them infomercials. And you need to find the Brooklyn Nets. Because let me tell you something. Now that you have Kyrie playing, he's been cleared to play thanks to, to regulations and laws that are going on in New York City. 
because of the vaccine uh, situation. They blew. They also blew a huge lead on Sunday against the Charlotte Hornets, a team they're competing with in the playoff, in the playing tournament. They've got to go on a winning streak in these next several games. You got to get to at least six because you don't want to be in the playing tournament because that's added games. Now, for Kyrie, it's great. But let me tell you something. I don't care how many warm-up videos you see of Ben Simmons. I don't care how many warm-up videos, sprints, five-on-five. It's nothing like playoff competition basketball. And I do not see Ben Simmons playing for the Brooklyn Nets this season. You'd be a damn fool to put Ben Simmons out there with his herniated disc in his back. Are you insane? If you're the Brooklyn Nets and Steve Nash, why the hell would you risk that? You got a long, you got a nice term deal with, with, with Ben Simmons. See, you're not the Sixers. The Sixers are gonna have a problem with James Harden because he's gonna want to re-up. James Harden gonna want at least about two, three hundred million dollars. So good luck to the Sixers with that when that time comes. And it probably by I believe it, what is it, Jake, in about a year or so when James Harden is supposed to be up for his new deal? That's correct. Okay. Ben Simmons has a quite has some years on his on his contract. He got some legs on his contract. Okay. So you got time with Ben Simmons. Don't rush it. You can't get the job done with with Kevin Durant, who arguably to me is one of the best players in the in the league, if not the best player in the league. Okay. You got Kyrie Irving back. You got some pieces around it. I know Seth Curry's been out, but he'll he'll be back after a while. You can't get to get at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. You are a failure as a franchise. You are an absolute failure as a franchise. There's no way in hell you can tell me that KD, who took the team on his back just a year ago, who was a big toe away from sending the Milwaukee Bucks home on their keisters, back to the cold confines of Milwaukee. And they got Kyrie now, who arguably is probably top 10 player in basketball right now. Can't get the job done. Again, you are a failure of a franchise. You are an absolute failure. And Memphis? That's going to be a scary team in the playoffs, especially if John Moran gets healthy. That's going to be a very scary team. The Golden State Warriors? They could be a scary team, too, if they get their healthy guys back. But they got to get healthy. I like Dallas. I think Luka still is going to be a, a first-round-and-done team. I don't believe in the Dallas Mavericks at all. I love Luka. I love his skill set. I love his basketball IQ. Luka is a grown man in a young man's body. But he's not enough. They've got to surround Luka with pieces. And I don't think he has a proper amount of pieces that are going to get him to the second round and possibly the Western Conference Finals at some point. I just don't see it. There's got to be an epic collapse of the Phoenix Suns and the, and the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors for that to happen. And now we got Chris on the verge of coming back. Goodness gracious. I don't give a damn. I love Shaq, but I don't give a damn what Shaq says. If the Lakers have to face the freaking Phoenix Suns, they will get blown out four games to none. They will get smoked like one of Snoop's blunts, period. You can book it, okay? That's what we're doing here. So don't come at me talking about, oh, the Lakers. Oh, are you myopic Laker fans? All you booger-eating Laker fans? I don't want to hear it. Okay? The sky's not purple and gold. Your team sucks. Your team has sucked the entire game, the entire season. Your team has failed miserably. And I agree with Magic Johnson. Even if they make the play-in tournament, they survive it. 
just to get into the playing tournament. And I don't see them getting out of the playing tournament. This was the worst trade in Lakers history for Russell Westbrook. It was the worst trade ever. Yes, I said ever. And I ain't been along, I ain't been around that long, but long enough to watch this this historic franchise not be as historic. So I don't want to hear nothing. When the Lakers lose, and again, they're a game away from San Antonio, who's creep, who's knocking on the door. They're trying to get pliers, they're trying to get crowbars to get into the house. They're trying to pry through the windows. They let San Antonio take that 10th spot. This team stinks. I don't want to hear nothing. Shout out to my guys on the outlet forum, Chris and Chaz, who you can catch every week, every every Wednesday on all streaming platforms. The outlet forum presented by Nightcast Media. I got issue with them too. Because they they're not going hard enough on the Lakers. There's no excuse. Take us the break. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know. You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, como terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Yeah, yeah, you got to crank that up, Jake. That, that, was, that was slamming right there, man. I forgot about that track. Uh, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145, final segment of the show. Quick, uh, I, meant, I meant to mention this in the first segment, but shout out to... Ariana DeBose, who won Best Supporting Actor, Actress rather, in uh, West Side Story. Uh, she was a, she was an incredible actress. I've seen her. I knew I saw her in something else because I didn't see West Side Story, but I did see her in something else. But she looked different, so I didn't recognize, you know, who she was. Mm-hmm. But I heard a lot of reviews, even talking to a couple people in the press that actually saw the movie. And it was like, no, she was really good. Like she deserved that Oscar because she really played that role in West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's rendition of West Side Story. And I love what she said. And she said, quote, you see an openly queer woman of cover, a color, an Afro-Latina who found her strength in life through art. And that is, I think, what we are here to celebrate, end quote. Said it perfectly. I mean, films, food, music, everything brings people together. No matter what your background is, no matter what your gender is, no matter what your sexual orientation is, all those things that are good bring people together, including the stickies of the icky. But <laughs> all those things bring people together, okay? And uh, make sure you also check out an exclusive interview with Wolfgang Puck and these other uh, these three brothers uh, that are food phenomenal. They are food phenomenal. Great content, um, by the way, man. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, Ghetto cool. Gastro. Shout out to those three brothers, man. They are they got some they have some things in Williams, Williams and Sonoma. They have things in Target. They're actually culinary items. These are culinary artists. And the fact that Wolfgang Puck brought these guys in, I thought it showed incredible connection of cultures. I thought it showed an incredible uh uh non-ego and willingness to learn from young people. And that's what Wolfgang Puck told me. He's like, look, man, we I learned from the young people. It's nobody learning from old people like me. And that's that's very, very important. I love to see that connection where you can see that other kids that are black and from and other kids of color can see that you don't have to be an actor or an actress or a director or, you know, basketball player or athlete. You can actually be in the culinary arts and make noise with your skill set that way. That's another avenue for you to thrive and to make sure uh, that you elevate yourself. So I just want to say shout out to those people. I, I enjoyed the Oscars, man. I thought it was I thought it was it was incredible once again. Um 
And I'm looking forward to next year, man, to doing more and, and bigger and better things next year. Because you bet your you bet your bottom dollar, your man is going to be interviewing people on that red carpet next year. I'm calling it out there now. I, I and I want to say this, man, and this isn't scripted or and, and I didn't plan this, but props to you, brother. It's it's I was so happy to see that, man. See you out there, casket sharp as I always say, looking GQ smooth now, you know. And uh, doing the damn thing, man. So congratulations on that, Nick. Seriously, man. Very proud of you, Appreciate buddy. it, man. Absolutely. Thank man. you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, man, may have a stylist coming on board in a minute. Well, uh, <laughs> I think I look at this guy. Well, you know, if I, ever, right. if I ever get that opportunity, it's going to be cut off khakis, French braids, and house shoes. When I, when I, no, I can't do that. Yeah, I pray for Jake, man. I gotta get him out there. The, the, the 90s, I love the 90s like the next person. We you gotta get this man to I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Hey, I gotta, can drink. Hey, I, I, you know, I'm gonna challenge you right here on the airwaves. Oh, bro. okay. I'm gonna challenge I'm, you on the airwaves right now. Haven't you learned not to challenge me and do stuff in public? That's why I'm doing it. Because <laughs> I care about your health, man. See, y'all don't understand. Oh, me and Jake man. are not just radio partners. No. Me no. and Jake are actually friends. We're best friends. And I, really I would consider you a best friend of me, man. I, I consider this man a, 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 a family. Absolutely. And I'm not, and I'm not saying this because this ain't no damn hallmark one. So y'all can cut that out. <laughs> But honestly, seriously. What's up, brother? I'm going to challenge you to something. Okay. Because I want to see you in the best shape because we, we, we're about to embark on some things. Yes, sir. And I are. need you in the best shape of your life. Okay. Not just for that, but you got children. You got a family. Shout out to Mama Pam. Yes, Mama Pam. I'm going to challenge you to lose 40 pounds. Ooh, man. Put me on the spot. Lose 40 pounds. How long do I got to do this? Eight months. Eight months to lose 40 pounds. If I Starting do the math well, that's five pounds a month. Starting April 1st. Okay. April Fool's Day. <laughs> and, and the fact that you said five pounds a month makes me even sure that I'm going to win this bet. Oh! Because the fact that you're already calculating the months. Wow. But anyway. Wow. But anyway. <laughs> You, can't, you don't you. know me, Nick. Uh, you know me, but you don't know me, bro. I'm going to challenge you to lose 40 pounds. Ooh, Nick. And I'm going <laughs> to challenge you to step your wardrobe, wardrobe game up. Okay. Because somebody had to challenge me. Look, check it out. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, because I'm telling you, you drop these 40 pounds, bro. And I'm talking about health-wise. I ain't talking about just... No, no, no. I get that. about health-wise. And I appreciate you so, for saying so, that. So, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, what is, yeah 40 pounds. 40 okay. Pounds. Check it out. When I wear a suit, and I've told you this, people come up to me, excuse me, Pastor Warner. People think I look like T.D. Jakes instead of Jake Warner. My government name. That's what happens. People think I look like a damn pastor. But you have been wearing them damn Steve Harvey suits. <laughs> no, no, no. I, not my 2002 NBA suits. draft suits. No, man. <laughs> no. I've been wearing them zoot suits. Here's the thing. Like you, like you Malcolm X. I, <laughs> I know most of the time I look like a washed up West Coast 90s rapper when I dress. But here's the thing. I'm comfortable in it. But when the occasion calls, I can really, really clean up well, man. Bro. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying I, I I'm comfortable in sweats. I can wear sweats and some in a fresh pair of Jays, Kobe's, LeBron's, or KD's. I'm good. Or or you know like shout out to the people at Puma, um, you know the J Cole the J Cole joints. Um, I'm cool with that. Okay. 
But I also understand. I feel like you just you know, Will Smith me right now, man. <laughs> you ambushed me. Wow. <laughs> I wow. Mean, I Leave mean, that man alone, man. It's, go, really, it's really good place. Go, 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 go. Yeah, it's time to eat, man. Right. I'm, 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 <laughs> for the food, get the burning. Uh, I'm, also, I'm a fat guy. No, no food will be burnt on my watch. Here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ooh, man. With the Lakers season on life support, that's the plug. Could be pulled any day now. How much do the Clippers have a serious chance at making the playoffs and the first round? I think they have a good chance. I, I think they have a decent chance. Let me say that. But the only way they're going to get out of the first round is by sheer miracle. That means <laughs> the return of Kawhi Leonard. And the return of Paul George. Hmm. If they could get those guys back into hmm. the fold, and I mean playing basketball, yes, maybe putting them on a minutes restriction, obviously, as they come back until they get their legs under them, get their basketball legs back. If those two returned at some point before the playoffs, even if they play if they return in the play-in tournament. That would help the Clippers tremendously because I don't think Minnesota would have enough to go up against those guys. Even though Minnesota's playing well and playing some good basketball at the right time. And apparently the Pat Beverly effect has impacted Carl Anthony Towns. That's the only way the Clippers and the L.A. team, the other L.A. team, (laughs) can still represent L.A. in the NBA playoffs. Other than that, nah, I'm good. I speak hypotheticals because you know I'm a team employee, so I have to watch what I say. Hypothetically, what if one of them came back? Do you still think they could beat Minnesota? I think there's a better chance. Okay. Whether that be Kawhi or PG. Right. I, either one of them come back, I think there is a chance that they could they could bank, gain some momentum at the right time. I think they have, what, about what, what, eight, nine games remaining in the season for yes, them? Yes, yes. That's enough time to kind of figure out what you can do and can't do. Okay. All so, right. And Ty Lue, is, Ty Lue is very good at at, at adjustments. I will yes, give him is. credit on that. Yes, he is. So I think guys coming back healthy will also help as well. All right. All right. Hey, come back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next item on the menu. Overall, how did you think the Oscars from the hosts to the skits to the winners did? Phenomenal. Phenomenal, period. Next year's show is going to have to be even better because you, you, Will Packer has set the bar now I, for I, production on, on the Oscars. I think Will Smith set the bar too. But. <laughs> and I do believe Will Smith will be back next year. He probably will be. I mean, most w- former winners come back. <laughs> the one problem I did have, okay, was when uh, Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa which, to their credit, good sports were being frisked by um, Regina. Um, leave my name, um, Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Thank you. I want to say Regina King, but obviously it's not her. If a man had frisked two women on stage, I think that would have been a problem. 
That's just me. That's the only problem I have with the ceremony. Ah, man. Hateration, hollering. Damn. And it's you just hating the day, no, aren't no, you? No, 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 no. I'm not hating. I'm just saying there's a double standard, bro. That's all I'm saying. Not everything I say is hate. That's a good double standard. I wish Regina Hall would search me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm game for that. Let, I'm Regina, just... let Regina Hall search me. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. I'll have something on purpose. <laughs> I was hoping Regina Hall would pick some random man in the audience, and I'm waving my hand like, "Hey, over here!" They were like, "No, nah, he's he's too too good looking today, too too well dressed, man. We ain't mess with that guy." Man, it was Nick people Hamilton. with nine thousand dollars suits on in that joint. Man, I I put together some for two hundred dollars. Man, knock it off. You look like you had ten grand worth of clothes on. Yeah, well, thank you. Yes, yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I nine thousand dollars suit. You could tell the cast was wearing nine thousand dollars, but they don't know how to wear them like how you wear. But you got oh, I, oh, no, 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 no. There was saying. some cats that wore them suits. I'm like, bruh, I got to get my, man, I got to step my game up. My job is a hype man. Hype yourself up, man. Come on, dog. I hype myself up, but I'm real. I'm realistic at the same time, See, look, ladies and gentlemen. But that's why I wear like. Oh, you will know. <laughs> trust me. You will know when I wear five to $10,000 suit. You will absolutely know. <laughs> Just like when I win an Emmy one day, you will also know when I've won an Emmy. When I win an Oscar one day for my film work, you will know I've won an Oscar. Can, can, Trust me. Can, can, I, can I be part of the entourage and, and come with you? That's oh, a- man, knock it up. Get, get on to the next item, man. I'm dealing with your foolishness this morning. Oh, oh your, now it's foolishness. This guy, Will Smith, me, and now it's foolishness. Oh, speaking of Will Smith, <laughs> is it right? <laughs> Coming off the rail. Sorry, man. Let me get it together. <clears throat> Professionalism. Here we go. Is it right that Will Smith, the world's greatest slapper, may have had, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Is it right that Will Smith may have had to hand back his Oscar after the incident with Chris Rock? <laughs> Hell no. Don't Reggie Bush that man. Hell no. You know, Let that man hold on to it. I don't think they will leave. I think they're just, like you said, it's CYA. They're yeah, doing everything they can to stay out of it. Um, I think security is going to be a little tighter. Oh, next hell year. yes. That. And I do believe that Will will not be that close to the stage next year if he does show up with his <laughs> lovely wife, Jada. Hey, Will. I do believe that. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Willie might be in Philly next year. Uh, <laughs> Have a Zoom they, camera they, they, they on see, him. <laughs> where they may see him. Uh, but no, man, I think, listen, man, I think it's going to, this is going to blow over. Um, this is it's going to be another major incident that's going to happen in the next few weeks where people will forget. Oh yeah, I mean, people we we've all had stuff like that. So no, I think I think Will will keep his Oscar. They'll move on. Will at some point will issue some apology. I think there will be a show with Chris Rock and Will. Oh Smith yes, on it. I don't know I, who's going to do I it. Whether that it's going to be on the view, too. yes. Whether it's going to be on, you know, Oprah may do it. I, I don't know who's going to, you know, it may be Gail King in, in, or Michael Strahan in, 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 uh, um, uh, uh, Robin Roberts may do it on good morning America. Like yeah. it's going to be somebody's going to get these two together. Absolutely. They're going to sit down. They're going to talk. It, it, um, they may not work together ever, but they will sit down and talk at some point. Yeah. Well, they know that it's all about the back, but here's my thing on that. No, I agree with you. They should not take his Oscar back because if Roman Polanski, a known rapist that fleed the country keeps winning Oscars and producing and directing movies hasn't had his taken. You damn sure can't take Will Smith's back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what's happening. And you, and you people out there honestly think Will is going to voluntarily give it Hell back? Hell no. I would. Okay. 
And that All right. is the moment's brunch. <laughs> Thank you, my good man. I appreciate it. Thank I you so you. much for everybody tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this program. We'll be back next week. Every And you can check us out live every Tuesday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Thank you to everybody at Slam Radio, everybody at Sirius XM, and everybody at Nightcast Media for my established producer extraordinaire, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Will Smith's Biggest Hater, oh. as well as all of you out there. <laughs> thank you so much. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That's iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, iTunes, anywhere you can find podcasts like this for free 99. Until next time, y'all be safe. Take care out there. I'm going to enjoy this lovely Arizona weather once this rain passes and uh, enjoy some good old ballpark baseball. Until next week, take care, stay sharp. I'm out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.